presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with science advisor Matt Moniz and, of course, the silent assassin Matt Costa back in the Spooky Studios. Is it lonely there without us? I like the peace and quiet. Now, did you did you bring your lady friend with you? Are there all kinds of girls hanging out in the Spooky Studio tonight? Just yourself and, and Ian Abreu? Ian, our lovely uh, WBSM board op. Is that, is that the lovely Ian Abreu? Yes. He's hanging out? That's, that's, that's pretty good. Well, I just came back from the 99. Ah. Uh, so you guys got food when we're not there, huh? Yeah. All right, well, we are here. Matt, Matt Moniz and myself are here at the wonderful airport Sheridan here in Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, Sheraton.com. Because they were generous enough to give us the Warwick room, I mean, is this is this not an impressive room? It's actually a very nice room. It really is nice hotel to boot. I, I could sleep here. I could sleep in this room if they would let me. But they're going to kick us out at twelve thirty, so we can't. Oh, well. Where are you going to sleep tonight, Costa? I'm sorry. Where are you going to sleep tonight? Where am I going to sleep? Yes, the Wareham room. I will. Okay. The, all right. We have, we have to uh, let everybody know here. For those who are ending the wonderful rebroadcast of the R. Gary Patterson episode, uh, we're sorry. Uh, you can download that through iTunes or off our website, SpookySouthCoast.com. But we're actually here with a live show, and uh, you kept us waiting long enough. Damn it. There's an FCC fine waiting to happen. But we are here because Paranormal X The Gathering took place here just a little while ago. And we are your official post-game show for Paranormal X. What a great what? event it was. Brought together a, a whole bunch of um, people in the field that usually don't get a chance to. I mean, they've all been under the same roof and hanging out, but they usually don't get a chance to, to take that conversation out of their living room and put it before uh, an interested crowd. And that is what happened tonight. Uh, Keith and Carl Johnson were here talking about the different aspects of demonology, which we we have an actual we have an interview with Carl that we'll play later on in the show. And uh, we also got to listen to the Divas of Darkness in their first public appearance. Uh, Matt, let everybody know who the Divas of Darkness are. Divas of Darkness would be Lisa Duellaby. It would be Paula Donovan and LaCroix. Now, Matt, uh, you, you didn't get a chance to experience what was going on here tonight because we, we stuck you back in the spooky studio. But just the camaraderie that was going on here, it was wonderful to, to – have people be able to go up to these investigators and the people giving the lectures and share their own experiences. Um, it, it's it was really just it was nice to see the look in the faces of especially like Chris, the the woman who won the tickets last week on Spooky South Coast, to see the fact they actually can put faces to the names and, and put people to the people they see on TV and read about on the internet. It, it was really something special, and I'm sorry that you missed it, Matt. That's all right. I'll get the next one. I'm going to give you my Paranormal X T-shirt though. Honest well, yeah, because I'm just I'm too fat for it. <laughs> and Matt Moniz, didn't you have a prize that we were going to give away tonight as well? Yeah, I have an autographed uh, flyer from every speaker that appeared here tonight. All right. 
So we will give that away a little bit later on. All right, well, we are here with Carl Johnson, the Johnson that we haven't had on the show yet. Hello, yes, I've avoided this thus far, but now you've cornered me. I'm here. We did. What it is is we, we positioned ourselves right by the exit, so you had to walk by to get out anyway. Yeah, I had my collar turned up, my shades on it. Oh! It got me anyway. Now, we just had Paranormal X here, which was just a phenomenal event. What was it like for you to be able to come together with all of these different people under one roof? I knew I'd have a good time, but this was this exceeded my expectations. It was thoroughly enjoyable, is thoroughly enjoyable. It's still going on downstairs. Uh, to be here in the same room with my colleagues, you know, giving our spiel, our, our take on paranormal investigation, and hearing uh, like Donna LaCroix, Tom D'Agostino, just so many people. Uh, Matt, of course, Matt Moniz. Is no, great nobody listens to him, though. No, I, we gave some polite nods to him anyway. Yeah, you know. it makes he him was feel up good. there with a microphone, what could you say? And to get up there and talk with my twin brother Keith and you know, be so well received by all these people. The people I've met tonight, as well as the people I knew, uh, Lisa Dewallaby, you know, uh, I don't know where to start with naming them all. Well, pa- Paula Donovan, you know, these just people I don't see enough of. And to participate in this event with them and to get up there and speak with them next to them. And listen to their take and their experiences. Oh, Brian Harnois. Brian, he was very well received. It was just so good to hear him, see him again. I talked with this with, with Ray last week, and it it seems so strange, though, that Rhode Island is the area where so many of these investigators – I mean, you can say it's because of the association with TAPS, but so many good investigators live in Rhode Island and people who are so knowledgeable in the field. And it's strange that they have to travel all over the country – to be able to meet with fans and meet with other researchers and to talk with them, that finally everybody can come together here in the state, and it's only a five-minute drive for most people because, you know, it takes five minutes to go across all of Rhode Island. Yes, in this case, people came to the Sheraton. We can say Sheraton. Can't we, we have to say Sheraton because they gave us the room and the Internet access for free, so we have to say Sheraton as, awesome, uh, as uh, often as possible. We have to so, say Sheraton once a minute. Yeah, so your, your name tonight is actually Carl Sheraton. <laughs> Carl, Sher- so. Carl Sheraton coming, for you, coming to you from the Sheraton Hotel. You, yes. Sheraton.com. Sheraton.com. Always glad to be here. And so it's good that everybody can come together under one roof and have it be local. I what mean, an experience. Yeah, I mean, when I found out about Paranormal X when it was first in the works, I said, yes, I, I do definitely want to be involved. But when it found out it was a 10-minute drive from my home, mm-hmm. then that was you know, just a plus, a real plus. But once you found out that they asked Keith as well, did that change your mind at all? Like, well, he steals. I see this my, guy everywhere yeah. I go. I see him when I look in the thunder. mirror. Yeah, he's my competition. No, actually, of course, I very much like assisting Keith and Sandra with their lecture. As you know, we the three of us mm-hmm. give a presentation, and uh, wouldn't miss this for the world. To get up there with my brother, and you know, everybody knows us. They, you know, our reputa- reputations precede us. They know us from the Ghost Hunters. They know us from the Near New England Anomalies Research website. Uh, it's like greeting friends. Even those we had just met tonight, and I've I've taken your class in the past uh, in New Bedford, and we highly recommend it to everybody out there. Thank you. It seems like tonight that you guys are focusing more on the demonology aspect. Is that something that you're teaching now in the classes? Because I talked with uh, Keith before about teaching a soul demonology course. Is that something that you guys are looking to do? Is incorporating more of that in the lectures that you give? Definitely so. Demonology is a specialization. Um, we generally give our ghost hunting 101 presentation tonight because of the audience and because most people have been exposed to uh talks on the paranormal and Mm -hmm. upon ghost hunting per se 
we wanted to specialize tonight for this particular audience and talk about demonology. And another influence is it's getting close to October, getting close to the Halloween month. Sure. So it just makes it a little a little more thrilling, hopefully, and a little scarier. Well, what bothers me, though, and I, I've said this on the show before, so it's, it's no secret how I feel. There seems to be every paranormal group out there is now has their resident demonologist. And I think that they're asking for trouble when they have somebody whose sole purpose it is in the team is to go up against the demonic. And they think that they're ready or, you know, that they're uh, trained enough. And you and, and Keith talked earlier about the need to bring in other demonologists, other, you know, exorcists if it gets to that point, to be able to work together. And I think uh, that it was Keith that said, you know, nobody can take them on one-on-one. Right, and some people will try to. Now, obviously, Keith and I had our start someplace. We were new to this at some point. And every time we encounter a suspected demonic case, we feel new to it because we're exploring the so far unexplored. Mm -hmm. We're entering unfamiliar territory to a degree, but we do have a basis in demonology. Uh, of course, it's dangerous when people first get into this and they are not experienced. They may take chances that they don't even know are chances. It's not standard ghost hunting. They're exposing themselves to the inhuman realm. They need to take certain safeguards, and I hope they will do their research thoroughly. If they want to pursue demonology as a discipline, as a study, then obviously they have to get their start. I hope they draw on the experience of others particularly Ed Warren, the late Ed Warren, who laid so much of the groundwork in the field of demonology as a lay demonologist. Somebody does not necessarily have to be clergy to be involved and assist with a demonic case. However, I hope they will explore the work of others, starting with Edward Warren, um, my brother's writings, uh, some of mine, and, uh, of course, we were involved with TAPS, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, as the resident demonologist. So we do bring considerable experience in this field to our investigations. So uh, those nascent demonologists, please look at the groundwork that has been laid. Do your research. Get in touch with us. We'll be happy to recommend other phone, sources. Go to, the, go to your nearparanormal.com yeah. and get in touch with you Exactly, way. because there are sources to research in this and no man goes it alone, no lady goes it alone. Don't try it on your own, uh, mostly for security reasons, like if somebody's injured, uh, there's somebody to help you there, because sure. you might be going on, probably are going into an abode with which you're unfamiliar. But also in this realm of the inhuman type of entity, it's invasive, it's assaultive, it's hostile, so you need somebody else there with you. It's really recommended. And a lot of ghost hunters and, and paranormal researchers are lucky in the fact that when you encounter a ghost, it's a lot of the times it does not realize that it's you know that it's a ghost. Um, between you know residual hauntings or just those who haven't realized what happened to them and aren't ready to move on, you know they kind of have that built-in benevolence. Whereas the demonic, they're not only aware of who they are; they are there for the sole purpose of attack. A prime difference is you can reason with a human-generated spirit, the typical ghost. Um, I'm not sure of what intellect they are endowed. Mm -hmm. I don't believe they can reason as we do, these passed-on uh, deceased human beings. However, they are responsive to human intervention in many of the cases. If it's a residual haunting even, one that replays itself, sometimes it can be influenced by the intervention of living people. If you tell a ghost that's infesting a house, 
you're welcome here, but you're frightening us. Please don't appear to me. Please mm -hmm. just leave us in peace. Almost invariably, that subdues the haunting. You, know, you may have to repeat the process. With a demonic entity, however, it's insidious. It morphs. It hides. You may try to reason with a demonic entity, an inhuman infestation, only to find it comes back. And it may even masquerade as a benign type of spirit that you can seem to reason with, but ultimately it will boomerang back on you and be hostile, be assaultive. Well, some demonologists, uh, somebody like uh, David Considine, or, or you know, they'll yeah. say that 90% of the cases that they encounter are demonic. Is that because they just get called into the demonic cases, or do you think that the demonic is actually on the rise? I, oh, I have to qualify that by saying, yes, diabolism is on the rise in my experience. Whether all these cases are legitimate demonic cases, maybe it's luck of the draw for the other researchers. I find that's not the case with the uh, clients that call us in. Some of them suspect that it's demonic in origin, and it turns out to probably not be the case. But they may be called in because they're specialists in demonology. Um, it's easy to read demonology into a case in a preliminary stage. The haunting may be mischievous, maybe a little antagonistic mm -hmm. in, in its demonstrations, but not be demonic. So, but... It's it's interesting that you bring that up because, yes, there do seem to be more cases of demonology arising. I don't know if that is related at all to world conditions, extant world conditions, the strife that's going on on the global scene. It may be related. It may also be related to the fact that we are, as a society, paying more attention to the paranormal. And so, therefore, some of the things that might have been easily dismissed years ago as, you know, uh, a lot of the times mental illness, emotional distress, a lot of these things uh, can now be seen for the possible demonic entity that they are. Well, it works both ways, actually. Many of the uh, afflictions that were formerly seen as demonic oppression or possession, outright possession, can now be diagnosed as mental illness. Mm -hmm. Again, there are some times where just nothing else can explain someone's condition but outright demonic assault. But I find there's never one without the other. There's always some psychological implication involved in demonic oppression and demonic possession. So both avenues have to be thoroughly explored. And you may never come to a total conclusion, an absolute decision over whether this is demonic, this oppression is demonic, or psychological. It's rooted in both worlds. So you have to treat it by both approaches. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Carl. We are so excited that we finally got you on the show. Now we just got to get you into the spooky studio sometime. We'll do that. We'll do that. I, sh I should. I will. Yeah. All right. Thank no, you. Very no, much. I've, I've given my word on the air. I'll be in. No, well, <laughs> well, thank you very much. We'll for hold you to me. it. We'll just we'll just keep uh, we'll keep replaying it until you show up. <laughs> it's haunting me. It's coming <laughs> back to me. All right, thank you. And, of course, everybody, if you want to find out more about Carl, just go to nearparanormal.com, and you can check out his excellent television show, Ghosts Are Near. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I'm only saying that because we've been on it. You know, so it's <laughs> got to be excellent. If we've <laughs> We're plugging each other. That's, what, that's how it works in this field. Halloween's coming up, dude. We have to. Absolutely. And nobody makes any money, so the, the best we no. can do is just keep plugging each other, and we all feel good about ourselves yeah. when we go home. Except in a, for a few exceptions, it's not really a money-making field. You're lucky if you break even. Somebody Even people with guests. TV shows don't really make a lot of money. <laughs> Standardly, no. <laughs>
All right. Thank you, Carl. Thanks so much. Take care. You're welcome. Now, do you do you have Chris on the phone, Matt? I do have Chris. Okay, so why don't we do that, and if you guys can all stick around, we'll we'll get to you as well because we have about twenty five minutes worth of show left. <laughs> so let's bring on our guest. We have Chris Williams, the newest investigator for the Atlantic Paranormal Society. You will see her this Wednesday night when Ghost Hunters debuts with its new season on the Sci Fi Channel. And so, Matt, go ahead and uh, work your magic on that end. Chris, are you with us? Hi. Hi. How are you? It's great to talk to you. Nice to talk to you guys, too. Sorry to make you wait, but uh, through the wonderful technology that we have here, we're able to connect with you. <laughs> Not a problem. Now, you said you're actually in New Jersey investigating? Uh, yeah, right now. Um, we're here for like another week or so. Are you taping, or is it just an investigation? Hi. Yeah, we're taping. Sorry. Oh, so you can't tell us where you are then? and no, not too much, unfortunately. Well, at least you must have Dave with you to be a tour guide, though. What was that? I'm sorry. Is Tango there to be a tour guide? Oh, Tango's been great. He's a really good guy. Um, he's been like a little brother, almost. He's been very helpful. Um, I don't know. I think because he was the new one, now I'm the new one. He's been, he's been a sweetheart. So. Yeah, now, now you're the rookie, and now you have to endure all the hazing. Exactly. Well, how, how how did it come about that you joined TAPS? Um, I've known Jane Grant now for about six years. And, um, I've always wanted to get involved, but it just never worked out with my job at the time. Something was always going on. And they came around it, and I, I'm so excited to jump in. And so, I mean, was uh, the allure of being on TV part of it, too? Because, you know, you talk to everybody here tonight, they all want to be on Ghost Hunter, so they're all pretty envious of your position. Or is that kind of like, gee, I wish I didn't have to do that end of paranormal investigating? <laughs> you seem comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with um, camera stuff. I actually worked in radio for a little while um, in high school. All right, we have a new um, co-host. New co-host. <laughs> Somebody to fill in my seat when I go out on visit. I was going to say, you're out, Costa. You're out. And so now uh, you're going to be on the season premiere this week? Yep, yep, I will be. Can you give us a little bit of information about where you investigate for this episode? I've already seen it. I mean, I've, I got the review copy, so I could spoil it for everybody, but uh, I'll let you uh, invoke the ire of the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> um, well, we ended up checking out an old asylum in, well, it's north of Seattle. Um, the place was, I mean, it was huge, huge, huge. It was a lot of fun. Um, first one, you know, first time around, it was pretty amazing. Um, I think the other half of it is um, an underground tunnels in Seattle. Um, those are a blast, too. I mean, the paranormal end of it is a blast. 
like I I'm still trying to learn you know there's so much to learn and trying to get it just been really patient then on the other end of it I'm seeing a lot of places that I have chance to see so there's kind of like a touristy side to it too well, I was going to ask you, is there, is there any place that you want to investigate? Is there some place, even if it's some place that TAPS has already been, is there some place that you're, like, dying to get into and check out? Um, places they've already been. My parents went to the penitentiary in Philly. Um, I'd love to see that. Um, other than that, uh, family. I would, I would love to check out family out. Uh, I've been to ESP. It's a great place. Um, lots of activity. I recommend cell block one and cell block twelve. And as as anybody in Taps can tell you, don't leave your station to go wash your hands across the street or go out running, yelling, "Dude, run!" <laughs> <laughs> Surefire ways. Well, I've, I've gotten the walkie talk. You can walk to the like, All right. Hello. But no, it's. It's been a blast. I've had fun with everybody. Um, James and I, I've known forever, like I said. Um, Steve and Tango have been great with me right off the bat. Both of them have been very patient. And, you know, they, they don't have a problem with um, taking the time. Well, I've, had, I've had a lot of fun with it. Are we going to see, um, especially in this season coming up, are we going to see kind of like the growing pains of you investigating with them? Or were you already pretty well seasoned before they started filming? Um, I was just thrown into it. So, yeah, um, the first one on Wednesday is going to be my first investigation. So. All right. So should be uh, quite a ride, and <laughs> we look forward to talking to you in the future. Have, have you been scared out of your wits yet? Are you still with us, Chris? Um, you scared her. That's I've had, I've had, uh, I think she was just scared out of her wits. growing up, like, Things are just odd or out of place, and I, you know, there's always been stories in my family seen this or that happen. So I mean, I grew up with it to some extent, um, but yeah, I, I can't really say too much of the stuff that's gone on so wide. But yeah, you gotta um, keep I'm ready for whatever, whatever they run into. I guess. All right. Well, we look forward to watching you every Wednesday night. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on Spooky South Coast again real soon. I would love to come back on. All right, anytime. Hey, you've, you've got my number anytime. All right, sounds good. All right, take care and, and good luck out there. Thank you. Thanks. That is Chris Williams, the new investigator for TAPS. She'll be on Ghost Hunters starting this Wednesday, so make sure you check that out. Uh, gee, I don't remember when it's on. Does anybody remember when Ghost Hunters is on? I don't know. 8 o'clock, I think, is it not on Wednesday nights? Wednesday nights, yeah, nine o'clock. The new show should be on nine. I it believe. was on eight. Now it's gone back to nine. It's been yes. a while since I've seen one. So, I'm just kidding. I was just I was watching the marathons the last couple of weeks. I thought I'm, as much. Are you still there? I'm here, Matt. What's up? Okay. Why you thought you lost us? What's going on? Huh? Yeah, we're hanging in Hello. Take all that. Is the studio possessed again? You're also getting in a station from Lois Lobovia. I think that's the problem. It's uh, that Paranormal X conference that's drawing all this paranormal energy. Is there really some strange stuff happening? It sounds like it. Yeah. No, that's just Keith and Carl talking. That's true. There's another voice, though, that we can't I, identify. There is one. Wow. <laughs> 
You know, we could have an EVP going right along with us. We wouldn't even know because we're talking amongst ourselves too much. That's It's crazy. It, it definitely sounds like there's something crossing over. Not crossing over in that sense, but I mean crossing <laughs> over our signal. You see? You see? Recognition, summoning. All right. I think we lost the sign assassin. Come back we're to still us. Here. Okay. Are we still here? All right. You're fading, you're fading in and out. Okay, that's excellent. Is he talking about your popularity rating? <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's definitely our ratings. It's our ability to go on the air. Can you still hear us, Matt? I can. Riveting radio. Riveting radio. All of, all of a sudden. I think the studio needs another blessing. All of a sudden, he's turned into... Costa. Hello, Costa. I remember Orson Welles and Mercury Theater's broadcast of War of the Worlds. It sounds like that. Isn't there anyone out there? Isn't there anyone? Well, that was spooky. We're connected. Is that our sponsor? So now we can just pretend like it's it's working. And the show always turns out a lot better when you know you can just erase what you just said. Which always well, makes it work. Want to talk for a while then? Yeah, well, if, if you want to talk, if you want to go, that's fine. We don't. I have a guest downstairs. I can't be. Okay. Well, we already recorded stuff with you, so we can just pretend you were here right now. I can be funnier. And throw. <laughs> uh, I can I can get funnier as I go along. That's Actually, just add alcohol. Do I didn't do any funny stuff when we were talking up here. It was like oh. funny guy. Yeah, steemonology is a serious pursuit, really it is. You, know, you have to be you have to take certain precautions, you know, and the groundwork which has been laid. That's what I was doing before. Well, has every demon that you've ever dealt with been evil? Have any of them actually had a sense of humor? One of them wanted to be my friend. Really? And it was a lonely period in my life, so I was so. amenable to it. But. <laughs> you guys just like kicked back and spent spent a weekend hanging out, playing yeah. golf and what do, what do demons do in their No, When I was married, I definitely felt possessed. <laughs> I was possessed. What, I had what, no freedom. Uh, what do demons do in their downtime? Do they, do they? I don't know. You know, that's an interesting question. Where do demons go? When, that's what I mean. Like, is there? Do they become good. Wasn't that a it song is, by Dion and the Belmonts? You know, Detroit. Mm. Where do demons go? I mean, evil is their job. Don't they ever take a vacation? Well, sometimes they go into a dormant state. They wander through dry places. It is certainly not a pleasant existence. I knew we'd get an intelligent answer from Keith. Yeah. And they sometimes move on to their next victim. Uh, the, I mean, not, not to relate it to this. What, they don't go to Disney World? Well, no, I mean... I'm who knows? A, I'm, I'm <laughs> they, who knows what's under that Mickey or Goofy head? It seems like a stupid question. It seems like a really stupid way to relate it. But it sure does. I just think <laughs> but we're going to roll with it anyway. <laughs> We're going to turn we need, this into something. We we're need going to content. Bake this, we we're going to bake this dough. But um, I, I think of the, the show Quantum Leap. Anybody familiar with the show Quantum Leap? Uh, yes, definitely. You know, yes. He, would, he would leap into one person, do what he had to do, and then immediately go on to the next job with nothing in the in-between. I, I like went, that. I like right. that analogy. I know time would not be the same. You can, you can steal demo- that if you like. I'll use that. <laughs> but I just uh, you I, should have told me earlier in the evening. I would have used it down. Well, some, some of them are bound to certain locations, so they stay in a dormant state. Not that they're not aware, but they stay in a semi-dormant state until they're activated again. Until someone comes along who's sensitive or happens to try to communicate with them, not realizing the danger. So sometimes they can be for decades, even centuries, not active until somebody activates them. 
Therefore, they're lying in wait, but they're more or less hibernating in that time. Exactly. But time to them doesn't have the same connotations that it does to us. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And uh, demons through people who are under possession have said that, that they don't exist in time as we know it. Being non-corporeal beings, time would not have the same significance, the same parameters that it does for us as physical beings. So they could theoretically, Matt Moniz, just wait around until the next time we try to do a remote broadcast and then decide to come out. Yes, they could. Well, we are here at the wonderful Sheraton, the airport Sheraton uh, in Warwick, Rhode Island. Go to Sheraton.com if you'd like to make reservations. And uh, we highly recommend it. Start making reservations now for the next Paranormal X because this one was so great. There has to be another one coming. I was enjoying my time at the Sheraton. Still am. (laughs) I hope there's another one. I thought we it was great. Start. Of course. No, we get we get time now. Right. We're not under the gun now. We got till twelve thirty. They said they have a babysitter. Well, what was that pleasant voice that just came on the air? Could it be? She only she only talks on the air when she knows that we're not going out live. <laughs> I've <laughs> noticed that. She thinks she's being. She thinks we're just playing with the microphones and headsets. She doesn't even know you're recording this. Uh, you, you're recording this? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. For posterity. Oh okay. Well, so so this this is not going to go like on your on the podcast or some internet uh, oh, website wait. or some such. I, I can't I can't say that it won't. I can't say that it won't. <laughs> you're oh. on television though. How can you be on television and feel uncomfortable uh, being on radio? I don't do radio. Obviously, we don't do radio either. We do well, talking I'll into a microphone and I'll try a... it just this once. Easy listening radio for those of you with devilish questions for us. Somewhere. <laughs> if you can hear my voice right now, which you can't, you can call into our Skype phone number. And, uh, that doesn't <laughs> work either. If you can hear my voice, but you can't. Yeah. So you won't. So you don't. People right now are listening to the podcast, dialing, saying, I know I can get through. <laughs> but yes, yes, I'm, I'm doing radio now, and, and, and you've done our show. So, you know, this is, this is, this is a fair crossover. Thank you know. for having us, too. The camera lens has been replaced now since we've gone. <laughs> they all shattered. Come into the light, Sandra. Come into the light. Okay. I'm, I'm here. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was, that was a lot of fun. And, um, and Matt's been on the show a few times now. And yes, he has. Matt has been on Ghost or Near. We can say Ghost or Near on the yeah, camera. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Ghost or Near. Matt has been on Ghost or Near. Free been... advertisement. <clears throat> yeah, I know. We <laughs> well, have no problem with that. <laughs> oh, no, I can say not, that, can I? I can say another network, can I? But Matt has been behind the camera and in front of the camera, and he's excellent at both. I agree. Back as a guest. We, yes, we do appreciate your help, Matt. Any, any time Could have used it last week. On top of the camera. Both <laughs> our cameramen. You should have called me. Not I, show. I was mentioning that to Matt. He, Could have used him both. He of can them. make it from Wareham to Warwick in about ten minutes. Yeah, I believe it. Well, you know what's funny? You can mention ghosts are near on on our show, and we do frequently. And we can mention Cox Cable Systems, but they can't mention us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking about the demonic realm and you know, lores. But yeah, no, no, we have to be very careful about. Uh, what we say on the air, uh, nothing that even hints at advertising. Well, here's here's a question for you, though. When it comes to talking about the demonic on your television show, is there any concern that when you're talking about it and you're beaming this into people's homes, that that might influence what's oh, going on? There always in their home? is. I mean, since we entered this field, there was always a concern that you know, if we talk about this, if we lecture at it, and we began lecturing in high schools and colleges that uh, it's going to influence somebody in a negative way. And somebody's going to be really upset by it. Maybe we are entering into uh, 
the demonic realm. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about more or less harmless spirits, although anything has the potential to be dangerous. But it is a chance you take, and you always uh, lace your presentation with cautionings. And not only that, but I I think it's helpful that we talk a lot about um, what uh, uh, can be construed as as demonic or, or even just paranormal and really isn't. You know, and we talk a lot about, you know, people's psychology and, um, you know, how, uh, you know, we talked a lot about um, tonight during Paranormal X during the conference about, you know, how high EMF reading, how high electrical fields can affect the brain and and cause symptoms of TLE and, and hallucinations, these sorts of things. You know, and I hope that that part of it gets through as well, you know, so people... People are, are not frightened and, you know, look for the mundane causes but to begin with. You're trying to do with the television show similar to what we're trying to do here on the radio, which is bring this information to people that might not, A, look for it. I mean, sometimes we hope that people are just driving around turning on WBSM and say, oh, wait, wait, what are they talking about? Um, but also, you know, helping people to realize that what's going on does happen and th- there's ways to deal with it. But it's only going to take one angry parent one angry person who says, you know, my son did this because he watched your show or my daughter did this because she listened to your radio show. And so it's you are kind of because you border that line of something that people either refuse to talk about or are waiting for that chance to talk about that, you know, you walk that similar dangerous scope. Have you ever had any kind of uh, experiences where somebody had said, you know, if it wasn't for shows like yours, this wouldn't have happened? So far, all of our feedback has been positive. Yes, people have said that uh, because of your show, because we heard what you said, uh, we uh, received some assistance with our problem. We knew how to approach it. We knew how to get in touch with people. We knew who to contact. And when you, <coughs> excuse me, dealing with uh, public presentations, there's always that margin of doubt, so to speak. You always wonder if it's going to affect somebody in not so positive a light. Um, and there's the axiom that nobody is compelled to listen to the radio program or watch that television show. Some people will, but as Sandra mentioned, so far it's been positive feedback. Because you don't want to become the Ozzy Osbourne of television talk shows. Well, it worked for Ozzy Osbourne. That's Sharon! It worked out. But if you play Ghost in Air backwards, does it give you any kind of bad influences? I haven't tried that. It might help me get to sleep at night. I don't know. It's a possibility. Uh, you know what happens if you play our show backwards? What do you get? It works. It actually goes <laughs> on the air, and we are broadcast correctly. So. And people go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a little full clump. I'm getting my Clint Eastwood voice now, but it worked for him and play Misty for me, Dave Garber. And actually, actually Dave Garber, he's listening. <laughs> and your stalker's waiting outside, yeah. just so you know. little Errol Garner tune, play Misty for me. <laughs> this would work even better if we were on there. This one goes out especially for Evelyn. You don't have, you don't have the same convertible though, do you? Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, that was a sweet car. I don't have the same head. I don't have the same face. I don't. I don't look like Clint Eastwood. I just sound like him now. It's getting to be that easy oh, hour, that mellow face. hour. I look like Kevin Spacey. I'm told. <laughs> really? You I sound like Clint Eastwood. So. No, they said just Spacey. Oh, all the space. <laughs> Maybe I read too much into that. Yeah, you're, you're, I was being an optimist. He added the Kevin part. <laughs> Somewhere beyond the sea, she's there waiting for me. Yeah, it was. Spacey handled that good. I like that approach of, 
you know, telling that story to himself, which kind of threw me for a loop. But anyway, we're we're. Have we diverged from we our always diverge topic? On the show. We always diverge. Those are the ones that people like. People don't like when we talk about you know. Paranormal. <laughs> They're like, oh, paranormal talk again? You guys do that every week. But talk you said you were going to edit this. Yes, <laughs> this can know. be repaired. And it, that's why we're speaking so freely. We thought you were going to save us. Well, what will happen is I have to cover the football game tomorrow, and I'll just say, hmm, I don't really have the time. And just <laughs> so it should make it more interesting. We'll win a whole new fan base from this. It'll be just like Ghosts are Near. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys do. You guys are able to edit, or because you guys we are able to do it, but, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, we we try to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, it's time consuming. If we can keep from it, if it was a real glitch, because or you know went over its time too severely, we might edit some. But generally, we we put in the can whatever we've filmed. Portions of the show not affecting the outcome have been edited. <laughs> now, Matt and I did a cable access show in oh. New Bedford. And that needed to be edited. Do I perceive? That needed to be edited. <laughs> Eyes rolling. <laughs> Matt, what was Talking that, about that idiot. Oh, Are you going to go back on? You're not going to go back? He's looking for you. He wants you back. If he wants me back, I'm taking other people take, with take me. Take you to Carl <laughs> and Sandra you, You mean you're taking other people down with you? Don't go tete-a-tete with, uh, with a rational individual. You don't want to go alone uh, this No, this, this guy is a real... And I mean a genuine piece of work. I thought I was, was going to say a bad word because we're not on the air. Well, well, <laughs> I, but then you have to case something. Well, of it gets to be aired. Yeah. You don't have that eight-second delay like they do in the live broadcast. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no. This guy, he he's calls himself the rational individualist. This guy is anything <laughs> but rational uh, to start with. Probably um, not if he gave himself that label. Yeah, it's more of his belief systems. And if nothing I'm, conforms to his belief systems, you're, you know. I'm pretty yeah. sure in all the times that Matt's been on Ghost Sunir or worked on Ghost Sunir, it's never come down to a potential fist fight in the parking lot. Following that's the, the experience you oh, had. Really? This that's was bad news. Out, yeah. wow. They were in each other's faces yelling at each other. and What I'm just, went so tragically wrong? Uh, this guy doesn't have a single clue about anything. And the problem was that's a not, deficit. He yeah. won't listen to anything else. I mean, he from the time that the show started, he was in attack mode, and you know he's like, "Well, let's welcome Tim and Matt, and Matt's a scientist." And Matt, my first question for you is, "What is a scientist doing chasing the paranormal?" My job. <laughs> and the guy was just like, "If you're a scientist, you have no business chasing the paranormal because it's not real, and we can't." We can't prove it, and it's not scientifically provable, so therefore it can't be. It can't be real, and it's like, well, I asked him, then show me where it says, you know, that it's not real. Provide me the proof that you're claiming that it's not real. Where are these studies then? And the onus of disproving was upon him, since he was the disclaimer. He put himself in that role. And why have you on as a guest if he's only going to pick apart what you're going to say? I think that's the idea of the show. I yeah. think it's I think it's bully time. Could, if you anticipate, but I bullied him right back. I yeah. buried him in his and, own. You can have fun with that. You can have fun with that brand of antagonism. Yeah. Uh, every time I try to like interject, he'd be like, "We'll get to you in a second. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the scientist. We want to talk to the scientist. We don't want to talk to the sports writer. You'll believe anything. <laughs> you believe the Patriots only cheated once. I better get back to my guess. Okay. Do what you got to do. All right, so uh, we will move on with the show. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to make up all kinds of openings and closings to go around the show too. Not a problem. All right. 
Come on, step up to the mic. Yeah, you can have this back, Gabe. I'm sorry, I didn't I'm catch kidding. your name. I don't do radio. My name? <laughs> yes. Well, it's not advertising or anything, right? What do you mean? I can use my name. Yeah. I'm not going to get in trouble. No. Oh, Dave. Are you, wanted, are you a wanted man? <laughs> uh, I can't disclose him. All right, because if, if they find out, then we're not responsible. Okay. You, you're on the show by your own free will. Yes, I am. All right, Dave is with the Worldwide Paranormal Reporting Center, the WWPRC.com. And when we talked, we talked with Cliff and Donna about it uh, back in the early stages. How, is, how are things progressing with the WWPRC? Well, they're kind of coming along a little bit slow. Um, we're moving sites right now. But it's all going to be for the better. Um, we're going to kind of open it up more for the groups, mm-hmm. almost like um, some of the other sites you see out there. They're almost like a MySpace type thing where you can actually go in and open up your own section, keep your evidence in one area, you know, for audio, video, and stuff like that. And what it'll do is allow us to kind of focus more on just the data that comes in. And it, you know, it's going to be a good balance in between the two. I mean, when when we first started talking about it, and I looked at just how in depth it was going to be, and I said, "Wow, there's no way that they're ever going to be able to to accumulate all this information. That it's going to take thousands of servers to hold all this information." Are you building up a, a good amount of stuff that's been submitted? Are you reaching critical mass and how much you can hold on to? Or? Um, I wouldn't say critical mass, but it's steady. It, it it just keeps coming in. I think as it gets out there more and more. You know, it's more, you know, one person tells one person, it's like the, sure. the, the Prowl commercial or whatever it was. It's gonna, it's, it goes and snowballs. Um, are you hearing any reasons from anybody as to why they wouldn't want to report it, though? Because it seems like, I mean, what, what do you have? You have everything to gain and nothing to lose by sharing what you found. Or are some people still stuck in that mentality of, that's my evidence? Exactly. I think that a lot of people want that holy grail. You know, that's what they're reaching for. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be able to say, I found this, you know. Imagine then they're in this thing for the wrong reason. Exactly, exactly. And that was what drew me to WWPRC the first time I saw it. Because it, we've always needed something like that, I think, in the community where it's readily available for the common man, the common, you know, the average Joe that goes out and does this when he can. And it's a good way for us to correlate everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get you know, the bigger groups, and then you get the little guys that are doing it, and everyone can kind of cross-mingle and get that information together. Why, well, why can't people just look at other scientific pursuits and use that as a ba- – and uh, Matt, I'll throw this to you as well – and just use that as a, as a basis for how the paranormal f- – I mean, well, Thomas Edison invented electricity. We all know that. And Calm Electric and NSTAR and all these companies make thousands and millions of dollars off it every minute. Yeah. But – Thomas Edison still gets that credit as being the person that first discovered it. And the same thing will happen with Well, actually, it's who, Benjamin Franklin. Well, Let's yeah. Get, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it a little simpler. But it's the same person that finds that holy grail of evidence. They'll always get that credit of being the person that found it. You know, it just, it, history gets twisted. I mean, Christopher Columbus discovered America, wink, wink. But somebody, Well, it's not even really Edison. I mean, technically, we're using Tesla's uh, version of electricity. But, uh, all right, that's I can understand where you're coming from. The history gets twisted, and maybe that's what people are afraid of. But what is the benefit of putting your name and your website, copyright Keith Johnson, when you get that holy grail, copyright near paranormal, what good does that do you? Honestly, from what I've seen on the Internet and stuff, you know, anybody can use whatever for anything that they want. You, know, you can grab music, you can grab this, you can grab that. A lot of people have that mentality, it's mine. Yep. I just want to hold on to it. What we do at WWPRC, for the most part, is just take experiences. I mean, we have photos submitted, we have videos sure. submitted, we have everything else, but it's the real 
experience told by the person. I sat down and it took me a whole week and I had to edit through about 75 submissions when I first started it. And you, you know when someone's got the, you know, the raw emotion, they don't know what happened to them. And they're really putting everything into it. Versus the guy that said, you know, we, we rolled in at 2 o'clock, we, we set up, we did this, we did that. And by the way, this is the name of our group. And yep. The benefits of this, I, I really think it opens up to the people who really want to just try to find the common answer. You know, we're all looking for the same goal. And, and it gives people those same uh, experiences. You know, they say, this happened to me, and I don't think it could possibly have happened to anybody else. And then they read the same similar story. They say, well, then wait a minute. You know, it kind of validates what happened to you. It's not in your head. You know, it, it, it is a profound – because there's nothing worse talking about the investigators than these groups that show up. They poke around a cemetery for 20 minutes on their way to somewhere else and come out with an EVP. Those kind of jerks. <laughs> I'm not saying a thing. You you talking about the stuff that we did? Yeah, I'm talking about us. But no, I mean, but to to have people be able to share, like you said, just the experience of it, and just the fact that somebody's willing to go on there and type it up, and and share it could be enough, could be therapy for them if they're not sure of what happened to them. Yep, and the, one of the side goals that we do have is that we're going to be able to make available groups to help people. Not only are we taking the information to try to come to an answer, but we're also going to be able to support the people, you know, just like you guys do. A networking of sorts. Exactly. Exactly. So what, what do you need to help take WWPRC to the next level? What, what will help make it the destination point? Just as everybody that's interested in, you know, paranormal radio will go to, you know, the, the website to check out who's going to be on the show. How do you get people to the first thing that they do when they log into their computer is go to this website and check out these reports? Oh, God, that's a really good question. Is it you maybe know, it's, um, getting the major groups to, to, to come on? It, it might be so far as getting the major groups to go, but I think really what it'll just end up being is, um, you know, we'll get the all the information rolling and stuff like that, and it's going to be a word of mouth, really. I really kind of think so it'll start off grassroots. Um. Say say someone had a sighting of a shadow person in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Yep. Or, or some community, so they can look in, have there been other shadow people sightings within the area? That's that's basically one advantage, right? Oh, exactly. Compare yeah. notes like that and, and compare data. data. Look for trends. Yeah, trends. look for trends, yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, I'll give you an example. When you when I go over and review one of these um, forms that's submitted, it's got everything. We ask time of day, um, everything right down to weather conditions, everything. Does it really – is it a factor in it? No, we don't know. We don't know we, yet. We yeah, don't know exactly. yet. The whole purpose of having the thing set up, no, I yeah. agree. Any time you can put a bunch more data points on, that's more information that can give you a better overview of your whole – your, your topic as a whole. Exactly. All right. Sandra, you had a question? Yeah, I just um, – I was, I was just curious as to the percentage of um, how many uh, submissions that, that you get that are from ex experienced investigators as opposed to people who are just, you know, uh, they're not paranormal investigators. They're, they just happen to have an, an experience. As far as the experiences go in the submissions – I'd say maybe two. I've had two professionals that, that wow. you could actually tell. Most of it is just straight from the heart. And I, I edited a lot of this down. And I can tell you, look, you're going through that. You can tell somebody was up at 2 in the morning. Something scared the bejesus out of them. And then mm -hmm. they were up typing, you know. 
Well, I'm just, the reason yeah. I ask is, you know, I, I wonder, is it still uh, in, uh, helpful? Um, I mean, if, if you're not an investigator and you're not uh, necessarily looking for all the different variables, um, is it still helpful for your, for your database? Oh, definitely. I, I really think it is because you're, you're going to be able to pull it from all different directions. Mm -hmm. That's the, the biggest part of this is we're trying to draw it from all directions. One thing that people are going to be concerned with is, is how protected is the information that they put up there. Uh, for example, you know, the paranormal is very popular these days. We all know that. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of authors now in the field just putting out books of ghost stories. Mm -hmm. but what's going to stop somebody from going to your website, compiling a bunch of these stories, and putting them together in a book, and these people basically have their experiences raped from them and given to somebody else to make money? Well, that's a good point. Um you know, we offer the anonymity. I'm We're sorry. I'm sorry if, to put the idea into people's no, heads. No, if, no, no, no. That's a really good point. Um, if you're able to get to the site, actually, the old site will open up. Still, we're working on the new one right now. I wish I had um, the internet here so I could yeah, check yeah. it out. Um, no, we. we th there's the option of that. You know, if you want to be contacted, if you want this, your name, anything else, put out there. And what you're doing is you're really. It, it's the option of putting it out there, and that's why it's there. Um, am I so concerned about one of my experiences being taken and? Hey, yeah, they can make, I mean, they can make a movie out of it, really. I, I think the, the the act of getting it out there, and then, you know, just letting us all work with it. That's the right way to look at it. At least the information is there. If somebody else is taking it and using it for other personal, selfish means, that's their own. It's not yours. Yeah, I mean, me me personally, whenever something happens to me, I can't wait till the show the next week so I can get in there and share it with everybody. I mean, we're sitting on some really good stuff that happened on that our latest Lizzie Board investigation. Yeah. We can't talk about it yet because the magazine hasn't come out yet and we agreed to wait. Aww. Although they <laughs> oh, they saw the video. Yes, we saw the video. I don't know when the, the magazine oh, yeah. should be coming out real soon and then we can talk about it, but... Why don't we scoop ourselves a little bit here? Why don't you tell everybody what happened with your video? Um, okay. Uh, the third floor, the uh, Knowlton room. Was it an open room? Yeah. Or the chimney room. Is, it is, is some people. I, I'm never sure how to refer to it, you know, whether I use the actual name of the facility or not. Um, it definitely had uh, activity going on and spiking over the past I'd say four months, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I decided to stake the place out. I had my little uh, wired night vision camera set up in there. I I set the camera in the corner of the room on top of a um, – basically it's a, a, ch a chest of some sort. Yeah, like so a hope chest type yeah. thing. And um, I set the camera in the corner. Now, the room – uh, it has a very sloped ceiling. This chest is in the very corner of the room, so I had to squat down and tuck the I tucked the wire in real good along the edge of the wall to make sure nobody would touch it or trip on it. As Tim verified, you know that I'm very diligent when it comes to stuff like that because I don't want my equipment ruined. Well, not one. only that, but being a sound guy too, you learn that yeah. you have to secure the cables and keep them out of the, the way so you don't. Old habits, to, yeah. yeah, old habits of me just you know, you know. When I used to work at the Raven, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, which Dave is actually was there when I was working there, but that that's was another a funny story. story yeah. But um, I'm used to tucking the wires out of the way so nobody trips on things, and you know, so nothing gets moved. And uh, 
So I, I was up there. You guys were traipsing all throughout the house. For I most was, of the I believe uh, I was downstairs wrestling with uh, something unseen. Yep. And I was up there for about a good two hours, two and a half hours, all by myself. I think he fell asleep for a little while. Well, possibly, but <laughs> I was just sitting there staring at that monitor, watching dust particles fly around and, you know, listening and waiting. Is like Because I had something happen to me in that room earlier. I told told you about it. Did uh, you? I, I know I told Costa because sure. Costa came up running back up the stairs because it spooked me. Do you care to share again? Sure. Uh, you were just um, demonstrated the leg lifting effect that happens, mm-hmm. um, and you guys went down, and I decided, well, okay, now let me just lay on the bed see if something happens with me, and. You know, waiting for my legs to be lifted. Nobody there. But as I'm laying there, right around my body, it was like a series of, and I mean heavily, to the point where it it rocked the bed as it went around me. So it was like I, I literally sat up and went, whoa. And Cossie came running back up the stairs. And I related to him what had just happened. That's why I decided... Okay, this room is active tonight. This is where I'm going to perch and, you know, stake out. Cause sure, because I was actually wondering why you were so intent on staying in that room. Yeah. I I thought I told you that. That's why I was like... No, you don't tell you, me nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, told, I told Costa. Costa, can, you know, was like, this is where I'm going to set up. He's like, yeah, that's why he helped me set up. Um, plus, we've been noticing a lot of activity in that room definitely progressing especially yes. when we had that audible voice or whatever it was the last time we were there prior it was like a growl well the weird thing about it though is we say that it's active but what's interesting about the activity is everybody thinks it's something different right well i had set up the camera the camera is well secured not any way remotely uh unsecured so it was stable Locked into position. It stayed there for two and a half hours while everybody else was running around, and I'm sitting there watching it. Uh, you guys came back up. I stayed in front of the monitor to make sure you know I could follow you guys on 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 the camera. And it was right after you started talking about the guy that used to live there. Yes. The camera decided to just turn at 45 degrees all on its own with nobody near it. Nobody's stepping on any of the cords because, like I said, I secured the cords and the remainder of the slack was visible to me going into the room. And I could see that nobody was anywhere near the cable. And once uh, once the magazine article comes out, then we'll be able to put the footage up on SpookySouthCoast.com. Well, what was interesting is when uh, we had uh, Luann from um, Wheeling City Paranormal uh she reset the camera back for me in its original position and she tried stepping on the cord i mean i was talking to her after she was pulling on it jumping on it kicking it i mean literally grabbing handfuls of it trying to yank it trying to get the camera to do what it did before Nothing. she couldn't recreate it not 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 in the least number 2 the direction that the camera turns is in the opposite direction if anybody was to Turned away from the cord. Yeah, if you pull on the on the cord like this, this this would turn this way. This thing turned opposite. Oh, wow. 
So, <laughs> so that's what I mean. It turned into the direction of where somebody would be stepping on the cord rather than away, like what would happen. And uh, as soon as she was done, she made sure she checked the wire back. Everything was all set where it was originally. She put the camera back. She had just turned off her flashlight, and the camera spun and faced right back at her. Uh, she uh, to the point where she heard it and she jumped and screamed at the same time. Yeah. All right. Well, I was just looking at the clock here, and we have to start packing up. Uh-huh. They're going to boot us out of the Warwick room, the lovely Warwick room. Uh, what's the f- maximum capacity? Twenty-three people. We're all set. Yeah. We're all set. But, uh, yeah, we have to wrap up everything here uh, from the site of Paranormal X The Gathering. I'd like to thank Sandra and Keith Johnson for joining us and Dave and, and his lovely wife for joining us. And uh, Oh, I have to thank my lovely wife, by the way. She manned the table for me all night. She did all the knitting for our raffle items. Um, I tried to get her to plug crochet, a website crocheting. for her knitting. Sorry, she crochet. doesn't have one. you got to help her out. I know. You guys I have WWPRC.com. You have to get some sort of knitting site for her. I, you know, something. I, I don't know how I managed ended up being the database administrator because I am so technologically unadvanced. That's okay. I'm actually contractually obligated by my marriage vows to only plug knitbits.etsy.com. It's my, my wife's knitting site. So, And it's our anniversary today, so everybody go to knitbits and, and order something. Happy anniversary, sir. Thank you, thank you. Happy anniversary. Thank you, and I spent, I, I spent it here with you, so that shows you who I really love. For the record, I told him to bring his wife home flowers. Yes, yes, and I'm going to stop at the nearest convenience store I can find. <laughs> you guys get any plastic flowers back? No. Yeah, right. Is your wife going to say hi for us? You want to say hello? Say hello uh, to the people. Well, there was one thing that um, that I noticed talking to people this uh, tonight at the table is how many people were interested in the actual site and the fact that everyday common person can go and log in their experiences. They don't have to have... EVPs or equipment, sure. they can say, this happened to me, and I know it happened to me. And it's an easy way to enter it in and get it on there, and it's all put in a site where lots of other investigators, researchers, and people interested in the field are going to read. It's not like you have to worry about you know designing your own site to share your story and then promoting it to get people to read it. And some people also might be frightened at the point of, okay, well, you know, the paranormal field is at such a bustle right now, and... I don't want my neighbors to think I'm kooky, yeah. and you know, here comes a taps van or something, and certain they might. It, that would be awesome country, if that happened. You know, they might the the be more afraid to have groups somebody, of people too. Yeah, they might be more afraid to have groups come in, and you know, or then they yeah, come in and say, "No, nope, we didn't find attention. anything," and then they feel like, "Well, I know this happened to me, and why didn't they find anything?" Also? I don't you believe what I'm telling you? I know that it happens. Yeah, so that's. One of the best things about the site, I feel, and some of the feedback that I got back tonight was that it's not just for groups, but is a great place for groups to go to put that information into, too. And so many people can see that it happens to people. And, and I think that after tonight, uh, here at Paranormal X, you're going to go home and there's going to be a whole bunch more that you have to read and put up on the site. And after this airs, hopefully even more. So I hope so. I really hope so. And I've gotten a lot of people that want to just volunteer their time to help us out. I mean, and that's, that's, and they, that's major right there because, yeah, like I said, it's been building and building and building. And 
You know, I've got a new job with it. I work on computers all day, and I'll be honest with you guys. I, you my, don't want to. Last thing I want to do is edit 30 new entries. Well, if, if people want to help you out, can they get in touch with you through the website? They can get in touch with me right through the website. Right um, through www.wwprc.com. Yes, and we. I was talking with Cliff. He was thinking about dropping one of the W's because it just. It's a stream of W's. It looks like the well, ocean when you're it, looking at the I, website, I'm a firm, you know, I'm a firm kinda... believer in the fact that you don't need to keep putting the three, the first three W's in front of things anymore. Like we say, SpookySouthCoast.com. Exactly. People, yeah. people know the triple W. So you can just say www.prc.com. Exactly. Hopefully that's enough for people. And we'll put a link up on SpookySouthCoast.com as well. I want to get you guys online there. too. You know, that's... Well, definitely I told will. you I've, I've listened to the show. I'm a fan. It's... Well, thank you. That's So it's just the two of you then. Because <laughs> we were wondering who the two were, who the two listeners were. Just kidding. We have met so many great thanks, people tonight. Yeah, thanks for that to the 20, show. by the way. It's <laughs> <laughs> You'll need it. You'll need it with the uh, the amount of servers you guys are going to have to buy to, to store all this information as it builds on. So, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight at the first Paranormal X, The Gathering. What are they going to call it next year? Ray said he's going to call it Paranormal XI, which is really going to confuse people because they're going to think they missed the first time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it all works for us. Paranormal X Y. <laughs> I, I, I was pushing for Paranormal for X Two. <laughs> I, I was, I was par- pushing for Paranormal X Two, but he's afraid that he might have to double pay X. Marvel Comics and. Yeah, I know you don't want to do yeah. Paranormal Triple X or Double X because you'll never know who we'll walked to the door. That, you know, that would be awesome. Yeah. That, 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 the other <laughs> Lizzie Borden would show up for that one. The the porn director Lizzie Borden would show up for that one. <laughs> Matt, I heard you have some uh, tape of her screaming as well. No, 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 we're it's late. Let's get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, join us next week on Spooky South Coast when uh, I believe we'll be talking about the 25th anniversary of the film Poltergeist. And uh, we'll hopefully have some tickets to give away to a special one-of-a-kind, one-night-only screening of the film back on the big screen, complete with a special documentary as well. So, And that's happening nearby. That's happening in uh, Seekonk or Swansea. Yeah. But uh, we will be back, and uh, hopefully you can join us. We'll be on around the Red Sox, as we will all through October. Keep checking to SpookySouthCoast.com, and we'll have all the latest information. So for Matt Moniz, for Dave and his wife, and for the Johnsons, and for Matt Costa, who is probably already home and in bed by now, we oh, want you all to – Chris Williams. Uh, yep. Oh, Chris Williams for joining us, yes. Uh, and, and hopefully it will be the first of many – visits with us where we don't have to use uh, tin cans and a string to have her on, on the show as well. So uh, I'll a, I, I'll, If I'm here next year, I'll stand on the roof with a coat hanger. That'll work. That you, know, you, you have to get Sorry. a big thing of tin foil and make your own satellite dish. All right. Well, we want you all to. Everybody, let's all say it together. All right. All right. Stay, Stay spectacular. <laughs> Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy. Just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Look, I know the supernatural is.